going to go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're going to be we're going to win the six. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host, and we have a great show, so thanks for joining. Today, we're going to talk about the Bucks brooklyn series. We're going to preview that, but before we do, we're going to quick recap what happened Game 4 against the Heat for the Bucks, and as well as do a quick re- recap on what happened Game 5 for Brooklyn versus Boston. Um, And then later after that, previewing the new series against the Nets, we're going to get into our Good Bucks, Bad Bucks segment, as well as announce a prediction on what is going to go down. And this is going to be fun because the first series, the Miami Heat, it was after game two, it was different. It was a different series. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you could kind of tell that the... The ship had been punctured, almost like the the enemy was defeated. I feel like uh, if you're into like a strategy game where you're playing chess and all it takes is just a couple of key big moves, like maybe you take the guy's queen. Um, that was kind of what the Bucks did. They made a big sweeping uh, capture in game two, kind of that knocked the wind out of the sails for the Miami Heat, and they they never looked right. They they kind of put up a little bit of a fight in the first half, as I mentioned, but the Bucks ended up coming back to win 120-103. to 103. Um, Giannis had 20 points, 15 assists, 12 rebounds, a triple-double in 36 minutes, balling. Brooke Lopez, he led the way with 25 points, 8 rebounds in 28 minutes. We'll talk a lot about Brooke later. Tremendous series from him. Chris Middleton, yeah, 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 37 minutes for him. Not bad. And Drew, you know, doing what he always does on defense, as well as providing 11 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds. So the big three showed up. Brooke showed up. And Bryn Forbes, who I did not mention, he also had 22. It's just the Bucks were humming, and they they overpowered the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat were... They were the inferior team, and that was on display. The Bucks were the only team in the playoffs to sweep in the first round. So you can feel good about that, taking care of business exactly as we had hoped. But the challenge looms big ahead, and that is Brooklyn. Because Brooklyn in Game 5 against Boston, and I watched this game. Uh, this is just what I have to say. Street ball is back in Brooklyn. The court, I mean, the atmosphere, the play style. Brooklyn is going to score. They're going to ISO. They're going to make it a show. And they're also not going to shoot poorly. And that's kind of just how Brooklyn is. They have a talented squad. You could kind of see in that series as well what it's like when you have a big one in Jason Tatum trying to take on a team with a big three, just as uh, the Bucks were overpowering the Heat. The Nets overpowered Boston. It kind of shocked Boston. Boston, it might be going into a rebuild now. And Brooklyn, they're they're claiming this is special. Kyrie came out and said this is special with uh, what they're building in the Nets on this run that they're going to do. So already trying to speak it into existence. But 
the Milwaukee Bucks stand in their way. This is going to be crazy because never has this never has there been a second round matchup in the East with two big threes. I'm I'm trying to think back to it. This is this is one of those years where Philly got the one seed. Doc Rivers, uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, they have a good roster. But there's no question that the two best teams in the East, if you were to ask Buck, if you were to ask NBA fans or probably NBA coaching, are probably the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. And so it's going to be very tight. Let me, let me just tell you about how good these teams are based on what they did in the first round of the playoffs. So Brooklyn, they're deadly shooting. This is, this is the thing. is like if Kyrie comes out and drains a three, James Harden, he's going to take the next three. And then it's KD's turn. And when two guys get it going, it's almost like you can just notice that the three players, the big three for Brooklyn, they get it going together. Where the Bucks more of have like a chemistry throughout the entire team. That's not really the case for Brooklyn. If you're looking at how Brooklyn shoots the ball, right? <laughs> Let's go down the shot chart for Brooklyn. Who's taking the shots? Kevin Durant's averaging 20 shots a game. So he's getting his shots up. And he's also getting to the line nine times a game. James Harden is sh- shooting 14.4 attempts a game. Kyrie Irving, 17. Uh, Joe Harris getting 10 shots. But Blake Griffin's only getting 3.6. Jeff Green's getting 4.5. So it's pretty much Kyrie, James, and Kevin Durant are taking all the majority of the shots for Brooklyn. Joe Harris gets a few. He gets his three looks. And the Bucks have a completely different built roster. They're not, they're not really reliant on only those three players to take shots. Yes, Giannis gets his 20-shot attempts a game, just like Kevin Durant, which we'll talk about that matchup in a little bit. But Chris Middleton, he's shooting 15. You know, so about James Harden. But Brooke Lopez is getting up 10 shots. Drew's getting up 13. Bryn's getting up 10. Bobby Portis is getting 7.3 up. The Bucks have a much more diversified attack, and you can kind of see that in the playing styles. Brooklyn likes to slow the other team down. They were deadly, deadly in the half-court offense against Boston, and Boston isn't really a team to get out in the open court and run. They're not really that type of offense. Brad Stevens, he's more of the slow it down, beat you with the scheme, but and that just doesn't work against Boston. Uh, the street ballers because the Brooklyn Nets just have too much power, too much skill with and too much scoring ability with James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That is a offensive juggernaut, as we've said pretty much for the, uh, all year on the pod. This team is this is going to be the test. If the Bucks can knock off Brooklyn, they should be feeling really good going forward. And I think going back to it about the playing styles, the key for the Bucks to really win is to get out into the open court and run. Win the, the rebounding battle, which they've done a really good job of rebounding in the playoffs. The Bucks actually average 59 rebounds a game in the playoffs. That's first in the NBA. The Knicks ranked second at 46 rebounds per game. 
That's a difference of 13 rebounds. So the Bucks getting those boards, whether it's Brooke, whether it's Giannis, whether whether it's Drew or Chris, they have a squad that rebounds the ball well. And then it's about getting out and running. And Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, he's not really the type to want to get back and transition defense. He might. James Harden, also not really what you think of as a transition defensive player. Kyrie Irving... Definitely not a defensive transition player. They might try and reach for a steal quick and get you on a quick pickpocket, but if the Bucks can get out and run and win the rebounding matchup against Brooklyn, I think that's how they win. That is that is my uh, prediction, um, is that the Bucks have to win the glass because in the matchups earlier in the season, when the Bucks did win on the glass, they won the game. And that was kind of... Um, what happened in the regular season. So the Bucks won two of three when they won 124 to 118, which I believe was the most recent ga- game on May 4th. The Bucks won that rebounding battle 55 to 39, which was huge. Keep in mind, Brooklyn didn't have James Harden then. However, in game two, where the Bucks won, Giannis put up 49 points outdid KD, who put up 42 points that game. The Bucks lost that rebounding battle, and they won. They also lost in game one against the Nets in the regular season, the rebounding battle in that game. That one they lost by two points. So all of these signs point to maybe Brooklyn pulling out a tight win or the Bucks pulling out a tight win, which means it's going to be tight <laughs> because this series... It's hard to, it's really hard to separate them. It's going to be one on the court. Like, if you're thinking about a a matchup that is just meant for almost the conference finals or finals, you're, you're looking at this matchup in the NBA right now. This may be the marquee game of the playoffs, this series, uh, and just kind of what happens. Think about it. Okay, you got Kevin Durant. He's averaging 32 points in the playoffs. And seven boards. Lethal. He's been balling. He's been shooting thir- uh, 50% from three, 54 from the field, 91% from the line. You got James Harden, who in the playoffs has kind of been the guy handling the rock. I think this is something to note, Bucks fans, is that James Harden is the floor general. He's running the show for the Nets. He averages 10.6 assists. Kevin Durant averages three assists. Kyrie Irving averages 2.8 assists. So James Harden is the primary play creator. And what does that mean? What does that look like? So James Harden brings up the ball a lot. Um, In the half-court offense, the offense kind of flows through him. He may kick it to KD. He may kick it to Kyrie. And those guys are looking to score. They're looking to score right away, and they're doing a great job of it. Kyrie Irving is averaging 24.8 points uh, to go along with you know, matching Harden's 27.8 and, as I mentioned, KD's 32.6. So a lot, a lot of points coming out of Brooklyn's big three. That's over 52 or 82 points coming out of that big three. The Bucks, on the other hand, they don't get the same production out of their big three. Not like that. But Giannis is averaging 23.5. He's averaging 15 rebounds, 7.8 assists. And uh, Chris Middleton's averaging 21.5 points. 
6.8 rebounds, 4.3 assists. Drew Holiday is averaging 9.8 assists, 6.8 rebounds, 15.3 points. Brooke Lopez, who I said we would get to, what a series he had in the four games against the Heat in 28.5 minutes. Brooke was averaging 15.8 points and 6.8 rebounds. And hitting a lot of clutch shots whenever the Bucks needed Brooke to come through, he came through in that Heat series. And that shows how dominant this team can be on the glass as the rebounding numbers reflected. Again, the Bucks averaged 59 rebounds in that series against the Heat. But also on defense, like Brooke is averaging over a block a, a game and he's contesting a lot more than that. So... Brooke is kind of like an X factor here to pay attention to. Another X factor is Bryn Forbes, 15 points in 20 minutes. I want to go back and check what Joe Harris did because Joe Harris, okay, Joe Harris is averaging 13 points in 35 minutes. So think about the think about that. Bryn is outperforming Joe Harris in 15 less minutes. Wow. Bobby Portis. And I, w- I was not going to get to it, but I think I'm just going to jump right into it. The be- My Good Bucks, the Good Bucks, Bad Bucks segment, let's jump right into it. My Good Bucks, this is what I had. The efficiency from Brooke Lopez, Bryn Forbes, Bobby Portis, and Pat Connington against the Heat. I mean, I just kind of touched on it. Brooke Lopez, 15.8 points in 28.5 minutes with a lot of rebounds and a lot of defense. Bryn Forbes, 15 points in 20 minutes. Scoring off the chain. He was kind of the, the star of the series. <laughs> Shaq was, you know, the, the talk was about Bryn Forbes. It wasn't so much about Giannis, Middleton, and Lopez. Bryn Forbes came out of nowhere, and everyone's wondering, how can San Antonio possibly get rid of this guy? How did the Bucks possibly land this three-point shooter it's like the next great three-point shooter for the Bucs after uh, um, losing George Hill, who led the NBA in the past. Um, Bobby Portis, also the efficient. He's almost like just the machine. In 18 minutes a game, Bobby Portis averaged 11 points and 5.3 rebounds. He just posts a high PER all the time, Bobby Portis. When he comes on the court, he's making things happen. He's hitting threes. The whole he's rebounding. I mean, the whole team is hitting threes. Bobby Portis, <laughs> this guy is shooting forty six percent from three in the playoffs and fifty nine percent from the field overall. Bryn Forbes is right around fifty fifty at fifty two percent from the field, forty eight from three. And Pat Connington, the fourth and f- final player I mentioned in my good bucks, he's averaging seven points in seventeen point three mi- minutes. And playing a lot of good defense and getting four tough rebounds. And Pat's shooting over 40% from three and 45% from the field. That's all he needs to do. And the Bucs the Bucks can win this series. If they play like they did against the Heat, where they get that production from those four. Brooke Lopez, Brent Forbes, Bobby Porras, and Pat Connington. That's kind of like numbers four through... Four through seven on the Bucks. If you think about Giannis, Chris, Drew, you know this is the this is the supporting cast. This is the guys who won't get the credit when it's all said and done, but they're a huge part of a championship team, and I think they're better than Brooklyn's bench. Like if I'm looking at Brooklyn's bench, Blake Griffin, 
He's playing 20 minutes, but he's not really shooting much. He's not really making an impact out there. He's got a PER less than 10. Bruce Brown. I mean, he's this guy's getting like, you know, rebounds. He's flying around there getting some points. But at the end of the day, he's just a five rebounds, five points a game guy. Jeff Green, you know what he is. He's old. Landry Shamit, Wichita State. <laughs> Haven't heard of him since. And that's kind of the Brooklyn roster outside of the, the their big three. I mean, Joe Harris is a 9.75 PER. He is not playing good. He is not playing efficient. And it's a lot of the time because he's just running back up and down the court while Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving hog the ball. Get the rebounds. I mean, they lead the team in rebounds, assists, points, <laughs> uh, everything. You know, I'm sure if we looked in the time of possession, it would be heavily slanted, heavily slanted into those three guys. The Bucks, they're not built that way. How will the supporting cast play against Brooklyn? Who knows? Because it's one thing to play against the Miami Heat. And that Heat roster was down Victor Oladipo. And they were, they really didn't have it this year. Either did Boston. So Brooklyn's also coming out of that same boat. But Brooklyn, they have championship winners. I think that's the one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm worried about when you think about this series. So what do I mean? I mean, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. No matter what anyone says, they have rings. Kyrie Irving hit the shot. Kevin Durant buried LeBron, got him out of Cleveland. He won back-to-back titles. They know what it's like, and they're probably telling James, we're going to get you one. Don't worry. And so they, they felt the pressure of the moment, and that's kind of what I mean. Like the Bucks, this is the Bucks' first massive series since the Toronto Kawhi. The Miami Heat in the bubble, I mean, that was the bubble. The Miami Heat this year, nah. Kawhi Toronto, that's the closest thing to this series. It's going to be that type of play. And that means the Bucks are going to face adversity. And how will they respond this time? They haven't responded too well in the playoffs in the past. Hopefully that changes. But I'm also interested in how Brooklyn will respond to adversity. That's something that I haven't seen personally. I haven't seen Brooklyn really have the going get tough, have them get bullied. I think that's an area where the Bucks can also uh, exploit Brooklyn. KD, several times a game, looks at the ref and gives the hand signal as if he's been pushed in the back. And the only guys who really do that are guys who might have like back problems because KD is like... He's a skinny guy. He's always been a skinny guy. Giannis can go at him for games and just bring it and wear on KD. I think that's I think that's going to be huge for Milwaukee. And I, I do want to see this from Coach Bud. I want to see Giannis on KD because Boston had no answer. They were, put, they were rotating guys. They had no matchup for KD. He was doing what he wanted on offense. The Bucs have an answer. They have Giannis. And so I'm actually really excited to see on defense 
how these guys are matching up. I, I would hope that Giannis will guard KD. And if, I, if I'm looking at that matchup, that's going to be like the storyline matchup. Like Harden's going to be good some games. Kyrie's going to be good some games. Same with Chris and Drew. But this is, I think, about Kevin Durant and Giannis and Tedekumpo. Like, there's no question they draw similarities. I remember the first time I ever was introduced to Giannis. I'm watching the NBA draft, right? The Bucks select Giannis and Tedekumpo. And my brother and I were watching it together. And we both look at each other after seeing the highlights. We're like, oh, my God. This guy looks like Kevin Durant. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are, Bucks fans. Over seven years later, the Bucks are playing the Nets, led by Kevin Durant. Giannis is entering, you know, his prime. Kevin Durant is arguably in his prime or on the later end. Uh, but they're both they're both some of the best basketball players the game has ever seen and in the world today. And so that's what I'm getting at. Like now it's Giannis versus KD, two similar players. KD more finesse and skill, Giannis more strength, um, defense, effort. And who's going to win it? Because you know it's going to get chippy. I think this series is going to has a lot of bad blood. So one of our friends actually sent us a uh, a video of all the times Giannis and Harden have gone into it. And it's, I mean, it started rookie year when Giannis was a rookie. The Bucks had the old red and green uniforms. If you remember those Bucks fans, um, you know why no one wears those anymore. <laughs> but during that era, James Harden was on Houston, and there was a play where Giannis got the better of James. I think James Harden traveled. And Giannis smacked the ball out of James Harden's hand, which led to James Harden, a feud in which Larry Sanders <laughs> at the time backs up the little Giannis. And I mean, it started, then it goes forward, you know, the next play, Giannis is... James Harden's in Houston. Giannis has the ball. He's backing down his defender. James is kindly watching his man in the corner. Giannis whips a fire fastball at the face, hitting a direct hit into James Harden um, right off his face. You know that hurts. If you've played sports, a basketball is not soft, especially when it's going fast. And uh, that, that wasn't the end of it, though, because... James Harden then made the, the comments about how Giannis was just a media narrative, and that's why he won the MVP when James was going, scoring all those big 40-point games. So these two have had this rivalry, and so there's a lot of bad, bad blood in this series. I mean, Brooke Lopez, he's the franchise all-time leader. I think he'll be loved by both sides, but he has to probably want to beat the Nets here and also win a championship. I think about Brooke. I mean, he spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, and they, were, they never gave him anything to work with. They were always bottom of the – just kind of just a Passover roster. They were, there weren't anything special. And now the Bucks are a chance to be special, and Brooklyn's also special, and Brooke has a chance to do it, do it dirty to the franchise in which he leads the all-time scoring. Um, but, it, I mean, it's going to be fun because Drew Holiday is going to be guarding Kyrie Irving then, if you think about that matchup. And that, that's going to be all game. 
Drew Holiday has talked about it before, about how he likes to be like a gnat, just foul the player everywhere. Stephen Curry called Drew Holiday the hardest player, one of the best defenders in the league. Like Paul George said he's the guy that's the toughest when he's on ball on you. Drew Holiday is going to be pestering. And I think he might be pestering multiples of these players. He might be guarding James Harden some plays. He might be guarding Kyrie. He might be guarding Kevin Durant if the rotation calls for it. And I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes because this big three, they can shift it around. But if, if no one has an easy matchup, which Milwaukee doesn't really provide them, I'm a little curious as to who will guard James Harden. Um, is that going to be Pat Connington? Is that going to be start off Bryn Ford? I mean, is it going to be P.J. Tucker? Yeah, like who who is really the Bucks' best matchup for? Is it Chris Middleton? It may have to just be Chris uh, by the role. Um, but it's a question, you know. It's like Drew, of course, you're going to match him up at the point guard. Giannis, you got to stick him on Kevin Durant. Uh, Brooke will probably match up with Blake Griffin. Um, yeah, I think Chris is going to have to take the challenge. And you'll probably see Chris and Brent on um, a lot of different guys running at Harden. Um, but it's going to be interesting because the Bucks can throw bodies their way. And I don't know if Brooklyn can really throw bodies the same way against the Bucks big three. And what what do I mean by that? So, the, I mean, Brooklyn, they have guys like Landry Shamit. They have Brown, Claxton. Uh, he, he's like this power forward. He's 6'11". He flies up and down the court. Um, he's a high-energy player. They can throw him at Giannis. But that's going to that's gonna be Giannis feasting. I mean, you throw Clax, a guy like Claxton on Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez in the post is going to school him all day. Most NBA Play, fans don't even know who this Claxton guy is, myself included, pretty much. And outside of him, they have Blake Griffin, who I, he he's tough. You know, he's gonna be tough. He's gonna battle. He's gonna he's gonna battle. But when he needs a spell, when he need when he because he's old, he's definitely not flying around like he used to. Um, who are they gonna have guard Giannis? Is, I mean, they have DeAndre Jordan. He's going to bang around in there. But uh, I just don't don't know if I see Brooklyn being able to send the defenders at the Bucks offense the way the Bucks will be able to send the defenders at the Brooklyn offense. And that's that's my real uh, that's my difference maker. I, I, I realize I never got to my bad Bucks because I just went on that tangent there. But uh, my bad Bucks. Um, it was just a sloppy first half against the Heat in Game Four. I think that it was something that just was like loose turnovers, butterfingers, uh, you know, giving up and ones, and a lot of sloppy fouls. And that's something the Bucks cannot do against Brooklyn because Brooklyn shoot shot ninety one point two percent from the line in the series against Boston. Cannot put Brooklyn on the line. Because that's going to make it tough if it gets close. Because the Bucks, face it, Giannis, we're, we're, we're hoping it goes in every time. No one knows. <laughs> Not even Giannis knows if he's making it. Uh, Chris, money. Drew, pretty good. Brooke, pretty good. But, of course, Giannis is a question mark. On the other end, Kevin Durant, Harden, and Kyrie are all good free throw shooters. 
all in the 90%. So it's going to be tight. My official prediction is the Bucks get ready for a seven-game series because it's going to go seven. This one's going seven. It's going to end up in Brooklyn, and you're going to see Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday smiling with their hands up in the air. Bucks fans ecstatic around the world. NBA fans ecstatic around the world. And it's just going to be a celebration in Milwaukee because the Bucks are going to win in seven games. They're going to win in seven games. I do believe that the Bucks have the better team. Coach Bud, he should win the coaching matchup against Steven Nash. He should. Nash is going to provide a challenge, but I think Coach Bud has years of experience on this guy. He does. He does. And when Brooklyn faces adversity, how will Steve Nash respond? I don't recall Steve Nash being in the finals every year. So I think the Bucs are going to win in seven. I want to say, Bucks fans, what do you think? I'll put that out there. I'll say, what's your prediction? I'll throw, the, throw out a tweet. We'll see what you guys think, and we'll probably read it off because we're going to do another podcast for the series. Game one, you do, you're not, you're not going to want to miss it. That's Saturday. So the Bucks, June 5th, Saturday. It's going to be special in Brooklyn. And I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just excited to enjoy this with all of you. I mean, the international fans, those of you who are staying up late watching this game, I feel you. I feel you. I know how that is. That is just legendary that you're maybe getting a few hours of sleep, waking up, <laughs> and then watching, you know, on your laptop or you make your way to the couch, flip on the game, get into bucks mode, and then you pass out for a few hours and then you got to go to work or class or something the next morning on a few hours of sleep, but it's worth it. And uh, th- those in Milwaukee in the United States who, of course, show out the love for your Bucks, um, you guys are all going to be tuning in on for this matchup. I mean, this is we're going to be enjoying it with you. And it, the live tweeting is going to be on Ike Bucks, so make sure to be there. It's going to be fun. We're going to be doing our best for it. We've got a couple cool videos coming out that we've been working on for some for some big hype. So stay tuned to see those. Those will be really awesome for you guys and for just Bucks fans around the world. Um, who I just want to say thank you. You know, like thank you guys for always listening. Um, we we talk about this a lot, and it's it's not really it's not really always conveyed through through audio, but we we really want to express express our you know, we're thankful that all of you guys are tuning in all the time. Um, we're, we're in over 55 countries. We have listeners in over 55 countries, um, the majority in the U.S., but listeners in Mexico, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Norway, St. Lucia, Sweden, Philippines, Greece, Nigeria, Germany, Ireland, Spain, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Taiwan, Argentina, Denmark, Saudi Arabia, France, New Zealand, Finland, Cyprus, Ghana, Morocco, South Korea, super cool Netherlands, Israel. We mentioned that last time, a new new base there. Hungary, 
Portugal, Gambia, Bulgaria, Thailand, Chile, Hong Kong, Turkey, Uganda, Japan, the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, Kenya, and Indonesia. Bucks fans around the world, you've waited a long time for a series like this, and here it is. So enjoy it. Um, it's going to be tight. Don't 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 lose your cool if something doesn't turn out. You know how you expect it to turn out at the start of the series. It's a long series, and the Bucks are going out there behind their leader Giannis, who I believe is the best player in the series. I think he'll prove that. So I'm really excited to see it, and we'll have coverage for you guys every step of the way, every game. If you're interested. Check out what's going on on the other Ike pages. Ike Packers has the best Packers content on the internet. It's fun highlights. You know, it's analysis. It's breaking news. It's all things green and gold. And the Ike Packers podcast is just a tremendous time. That's entertaining. Go check that one out if you're a Packers fan or if you like football. Um, On Ike Badgers, we've been running the Badgers and Friends series where we interview 12 players in 12 weeks. So that's ongoing. We had an NFL linebacker who led uh, the NFL in tackles, Joe Schobert, on the show. And last week, we interviewed Scotty Nelson, the starting safety. So we're making our way through the roster, through alumni, through players in the NFL and college and having great conversations with those guys. So really highly recommend you check those out as well. Um, And just to conclude, you know, this is going to be the series. So we may have some surprises for you guys later. Have a great rest of your weekend. And we will talk soon, Bucks fans. We will talk soon. Until next time, fear the deer. Listening to Ike Music Waiting.
Thoughts of you 